four years ago, I turned 40 years old. If you're keeping score, that means I'm 44. And if you're keeping further score, my birthday is February 21st. And oddly enough, like clockwork, it comes around every year. That year, four days before my 40th, everybody was just a little bit different at the church. For one, our chapel laptop was missing, so that was bad news. But people were acting strangely around me, and they were guarding the gymnasium doors as if the Ark of the Covenant was being discovered in the gym. I put two and two together, came up with four, and realized in four days I turned 40. Maybe that has something to do with it? After service, my dear friend Ross Hines invited me to ride the shuttle with him to take a few people home. Well, that was different. Okay, I'll go. So I rode the shuttle with him to drop everybody off, and when we came back to the church to trade the 15-passenger shuttle for our five-passenger cars, the parking lot was still full of cars. That was different. I don't remember what he told me to get me to go to the gym, but I think he just asked me to make sure I turned all the lights off. Sure. I walked into the gym and into a Where's Waldo Wonderland. The lovely Andrea had decorated the gym with pictures of my celebrity lookalike. The church had stayed after service to surprise me with a 40th birthday party. Nothing was as it seemed. We never found the laptop, and we never found the Ark of the Covenant. And I really don't think Brother Hines needed me on the shuttle. He just needed me away from the gym so they could set up for the party without the party person crashing the party before the party started. That misdirection, it's not necessarily new. It's found all the way back in the book of 1 Samuel with a prophet named Samuel and a jealous, paranoid king named Saul. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to A King Among His Sons on Simplify. Samuel's ears were still ringing with God's last command, Go fill your horn with oil and anoint one of Jesse's sons. I have provided myself a king among his sons. That's something to celebrate. So why were Samuel's hands shaking and knees knocking? Well, because King Saul was still the king. And King Saul was more paranoid and jealous by the day. Saul's ears already rang with Samuel's solemn prophecy that God had torn the kingdom from him and given it to a man better than him. If Samuel rolls into Bethlehem with a full horn of oil, somebody in Bethlehem will ring the red phone to let Saul know Samuel is looking for Saul's successor. But Saul, he's not ready to retire. Samuel knew he was toast if Saul found out he was there to anoint a king, so he pushed back a little and asked God, How can I go? If Saul hears, he'll kill me. And God did for Samuel what Brother Hines did for me. He gave him a different reason to go. Take a heifer with you and say you're there to sacrifice to the Lord. Even if Saul's eyes and ears are in Bethlehem, they won't think twice about a prophet offering a sacrifice to God. Then invite Jesse and his sons to the sacrifice, and I'll pick out a king among his sons. Samuel hoofed it five miles to Bethlehem, and he invited the elders of the town, and he invited Jesse and his sons to the sacrifice, and no one was the wiser. Samuel took a good long look at Jesse's firstborn son, Eliab. Eliab was the varsity quarterback in the fall, varsity forward in the winter. He was strong, he was strapping, he was a man of war, he was the king. Well, (laughs) that was quick. 
Samuel was sure he had found Israel's next king. He was so sure, he even blurted out, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. He started to lift the horn of oil over Eliab's head to anoint him king, and God stopped Samuel. Not him. You look on the outward appearance. I look on the heart. Keep going. Samuel looked at Eliab's closest brother, Abinadab. He was academic, not athletic. Straight A's, 4.0, full ride scholarship, summa cum laude, Abinadab. He was smart. He would make a smart king, but God said not him. Samuel looked at Shema, creative, musical, right-brained Shema, able to think of answers nobody else had thought of. God said, not him. One by one, Jesse's sons stood in front of the man of God, waiting to hear the news that they would one day wear the crown, and God said, not him, not him, not him, and definitely not him. And then there were none. Are you the only Jesse in Bethlehem? This is awkward. I'm sure God sent me here to you to anoint one of your sons. Are these all of your sons? Eliab laughed, and the other brothers just kind of grinned. Jesse answered, well, I mean, no. I, mean, I have one more, but he's, he's not anything like these young men. He's the youngest. He's keeping sheep for me right now. Samuel surprised every man standing. Go get him. We won't even sit down until he gets here. The young men all stood there staring at the floor, nervously shifting their weight from one foot to the other while they waited for the red-headed shepherd to show up. And after many minutes, they finally saw two figures crest the hill and head toward them. David came alongside the servant to meet the man of God, Samuel. And when David came close, God spoke to Samuel and said, Anoint him. He's the one. Samuel lifted that full horn of oil over David's head, and he poured all the oil over David to anoint him to succeed Saul as the king in Israel. God could have chosen the varsity all-star, or the academic all-Bethlehemian, or the first-chair concert musician, or the special forces soldier, or the employee of the month, or the man of the year. But he didn't have to, because when God fights and wins the battle for Israel, and he will, only God gets the glory, and he will. God is not impressed by what impresses us. We're impressed by the impressive, by the imposing, not God, because God can see what nobody else can see. God can see our heart. That should comfort us most of the time, and it should frighten us some of the time. Only God saw all the days and nights David spent on the hillside worshiping God with no audience except a flock full of sheep beside him and God above him. David prayed and praised God. Saul's fatal flaw was thinking he knew better than God, so he did not listen to God, but David knew he needed God. He didn't have the height Saul had. He didn't have the hype Saul had. He knew he needed God, so David was willing to listen to God. God can do so much more with someone who knows they need him than someone so talented, so impressive, so imposing they don't think they do. I've met thousands and thousands of people in my life, and I have met less than a handful of superstar celebrities, people that if you named their name anywhere in the world, everyone would know them, which means most of us are more David than Saul. Well, that's good news for you, David. If you don't look the part, 
even if your family doesn't invite you to the party because they don't believe you deserve the part. None of that matters. God sees what nobody else can see. God sees your heart, and he sees what he can do through you, not just what you can do yourself. So be humble. Stay humble. Keep faithfully doing what God has called you to do, and one day God may call you to something higher, and when he does, God and God alone will get all the glory. I want to pray for every David listening that the Lord would help you to be humble, stay humble, do what he called you to do, be faithful, don't be frustrated, don't be discouraged, don't be weary in well-doing, that God would give every one of us a clean heart, a pure heart to do what he has called us to do for his glory and his alone. Dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you don't need the mighty and the wise and the popular and the powerful. You can do so much through people who can do so little. God, I call on you today and I ask you to please minister to every David out there, every young man, every young woman, every adult, every child who doesn't believe they have what it takes. I pray you would use us. I pray you would minister through us. I pray your will would be done in us. God, whatever you're calling us to, whether it's little or if it's much, it doesn't matter to us as long as we can do the will of God and you get the glory. I pray today, help us to be humble. Help us to stay humble. Help us to faithfully do the will of God and call us as high as you want to call us. And God, call us as high as you can trust us. And God, if you can't trust us with being promoted, please, please don't promote us. We don't want to get puffed up and proud. We don't want to be like Saul. We want to be like David. Help us to be a man or a young woman or a young man after your own heart. I ask you for this today. We know we need you. We desperately need you. We call on you today and thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Simplify listeners. I, I hope this has been a blessing to you, especially if you're a David. I pray the Lord would use you and call you to a place and an elevation where he can trust you and where he will get the glory for your promotion. Be sure to subscribe, follow, like, share, and let others know about the podcast Simplify to be a blessing to them. Head over to PentecostalPublishing.com. I've got three books I would love for you to check out. Simplify the Devotional, Ten Words, the Ten Commandments, and the newest book, Blessed Are, A Practical Look at the Beatitudes. You can get all those at PentecostalPublishing.com. And if you use promo code SIMPLIFY, you'll get 10% off the first time you use that promo code off your entire order. If you're looking for other podcasts, let me just tell you a few more that I would love for you to listen to. One is called The Preacher and the Policeman. And yes, if you are a Preacher and the Policeman podcast listener, we are getting ready to record another episode, so that should be out there pretty soon. But you can find it on Google, Spotify, Apple, Preacher and the Policeman. If you're more of a teacher, curriculum kind of person, there's the God's Word for Life podcast, which goes through the God's Word for Life curriculum that Pentecostal Resources Group produces. You'll find that also Apple, Spotify, Google. You can find that in your favorite podcast platforms. And then finally, there's a podcast. It's brand new. It's getting ready to be launched on YouTube and then also will soon be available on Google, Spotify, Apple. And it is called The Formed Podcast. It's for teachers and the local church. It's all teacher training. So if you are looking for some more podcasts to help you devotionally and also ministerially, you can find those, The Preacher and the Policeman, the God's Word for Life podcast, and very soon, the Formed podcast. All of those will be available quite nigh soon. Next week on this podcast, Simplify, I want to share with you a devotion called God One, 
Giants Zero. Looking forward to sharing that with you next week. And always look forward to walking closer with our Jesus as we walk through Simplify.